This is Bill Gross, the LA probate expert. And this is our Thursday afternoon big show, Probate Weekly. We do it every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. I created this. I'm, I'm uh, Bill Gross. I'm a uh, Southern California real estate broker associate with EXP Realty. I focus all my lead generation in the field of probate, avoiding probate, estate planning, legal real estate. I have a team of 34 agents around the country building a, a team of probate experts. In this Carvey Week, normally we interview um, attorneys, vendors, top producers, people I think that will help us and give us more education along the way. And the purpose of the call is so we can learn more together, challenge each other, push each other, share best practices, and communicate together. We have a free Facebook group that I've created, Probate Experts in Facebook. Love to have you join there. We have about 1,100 members in that group. And love to post questions. We get leads there all the time. I get people looking for attorneys or realtors. I want to say almost almost daily, if not daily, almost daily. So we're building a community of real estate agents, investors, wholesalers, attorneys to help all of us make more money and build more wealth. A um, couple real quick housekeeping items. If you're in the LA area today, shortly, as soon as we're done, uh, I'm going to run off here and go to the LA County Real Estate Investors Association Vendor Expo. Or, and then you can see that at L-A-R-E-I-C. I'll put it on the screen. If you're in the area, come on by. It's free. It starts at 6 o'clock. Um, there's a vendor expo. I'm a vendor there. I'm also the live streamer at the event. So I'll see you there. And what that is, is it's a live event. It's free to get there. Parking is challenging. So either get there right away or you won't get a spot. The vendors expo has 250 people. There'll be a class at, I think, 7 o'clock. Joe Arias, who's a great house flipper, is going to talk about house flipping. Great for investors, wholesalers, and for realtors. And there's an expo beforehand from uh, 5.30 till 7. I'll be one of the people there, but vendors, lenders, and inspectors, coaches, um, home inspector, a great oh, event. Again, it's free, fun place to meet people who are in the business. Love to see you there. I go there every month. This is my one free live event that I go to uh, on a monthly basis. So today, uh, I see Joe's hand up. I know that's from before, not because I haven't gotten anything, I think, for a question. If you have a question, put it in the chat box, and uh, we'll get to questions in a little bit. I want to kind of introduce the topic for today. So normally I, I have, I try to interview attorneys. I have a bunch lined up going forward. We had last week, Paul Horn, the number one by volume, I think, a probate attorney in Los Angeles County and the author of the California State Probate Certification Program for realtors, at least. Fantastic call last week. All the episodes are on our YouTube. You can go to youtube.com slash Bill Gross EXP and you'll see all the past episodes. But today we're going to talk about a different topic and we're talking about 11 different ways to get a listing in real estate. And the reason why I think it's important is that I think that when you go to, to a company um, as a um, uh, real estate agent and want to buy a service, I think what happens is they really teach you two different ways that you can build your business. They're going to teach you, they're going to sell you data and offer you the opportunity to buy their data and then cold call attorneys or petitioners. Second is going to be, um, they're going to teach you to cold call attorneys and, uh, and develop some referrals. And what I'm going to say is there's actually 11 ways to build business. Now, a good question I got up front is, will this be usable in other states, specifically Connecticut? The answer is yes. Um, we're going to talk about today are principles that apply, at least in my understanding, throughout the country. And hopefully it will be a benefit to you. I'll let you be the judge. If you tell me there's a value, great. If you tell me it wasn't, I won't do it again. But I've done this talk numerous times. It's one of the most powerful videos I've done in terms of positive comments and, and participation. So, uh, Josh, I hope so. I think so. I believe so. So we'll see. And I'll let you I'll look for your feedback one way or the other, if it is or not. So hey, Bill. Yeah, sorry. What, what did you say about Connecticut? Because that's where I'm from. So you, you, you caught my attention there for a second. Sure. I got a question from Josh asking, will this information be applicable Oh. to somebody in Connecticut. And I'm going to say to you, I believe so, that I think we're going to talk today about principles that are going to apply no matter where where we are. And they're going to be basic principles that are going to help you, I think, build your business. But in particular today, we're talking about 11 ways to get listings. And I believe even in Connecticut, no knock in Connecticut there, but I think even Connecticut, I think these principles will hold true for you. So you'll tell me at the end if you think it was viable. I believe so. I understand this is a national call. I'm building, I think, the only national real estate practice in probate real estate. So hopefully you'll find it helpful. I believe you will. 
It was designed for that. Now, before we get started, I do want to say that I have a couple other resources. So if you're not a listing agent, I'm not going to teach you how to list property, but I do have another video on my YouTube channel, 11 Ways to Find Buyers by Using Probate Real Estate. If you're not, if you're an investor, wholesaler, or other contractor, I have another video, 11 Ways to Build a Business in Probate Real Estate. And I'll put those in the chat box, and they'll also be on the um, description for today's call. So uh, it's not just about listing property, uh, ways to get buyers, ways that you can make money, other businesses. Why all of them happen to be number 11, I couldn't tell you. That's just how it worked out when I wrote the material. And I, I would be glad to find a 12th or 13th and share with you guys, but I'm not aware of it. So today we're talking about specifically 11 ways to sell probate real estate or specifically how to get listings. I'll also tell you that the slides for today's call will be available in the show notes as well at the end. And then I also have a whole series of free resources that are applicable nationwide, data sources, coaches, and other information on my website, thelaprobateexpert.com. If you go to the far right of probate resources, and you'll see a lot of the things that I talk about will be there for free, hopefully to help you as well, even in Connecticut, no knock in Connecticut. Okay, so let's get into the material here. Uh, one thing I want to share from the beginning is this is not a quick fix. I think in real estate, I would say overall that the easier way is consistent hard work consistently. I don't have a quick pill. People often ask me a question, well, Bill, is that easier A or B? And I'll say, I don't know because I don't really pursue the easier. I pursue the efficient, the effective to build a long-term business. I'm aware that people need to generate revenue in the immediate term. So for those of you uh, who are struggling, how do I create cash right away? There is a way to do that. Um, I think in particular, we can talk about the probate cash is a way to generate some short-term cash. Uh, but we're not going to get that today. I'm assuming you're in real estate as an investor or wholesaler or an agent and you're building a business. And we're going to talk about how to do that today. So there's, so there's no quick fix. You got to work hard. You have to be consistent. You have to follow up. You have to learn to improve. Uh, I'm, you know, my background, I've been in business since 1986 in real estate. I've been in mortgage and real estate. I've been in sales, management, executive, and an owner. So I think I have a unique variety of perspectives. I've been focused in probate really now for three and a half years. This is news to be updated. I have a bunch of probate certifications. People ask me, which one do I need? And I'll say that probate expertise is a process, not a destination. And I'm constantly trying to learn new things. If I take a class for an hour and get one good tidbit, it jumps into my business, I can do real well with it. And I believe, after doing all this in, in research, uh, uh, as well as going to courthouse regularly, I believe I can say I've seen more court confirmation cells in Los Angeles County over the last three and a half years than any other agent, attorney, or judge. I used to go every day, I'd see a sale every day. Most judges see one or two a week at most. Most agents might do a couple a month at most. And I've seen hundreds of sales in court in particular. So that's one of my areas of expertise. And so the fundamentals are you have your mindset before money. So today I'm gonna to give you some tactics, but realize to change your business, you've got to change your mindset. And uh, so there's no shortage to that. You know, Grant Cardone's a great source, Anthony Robbins, uh, you need to have an abundance mindset, come from helping people, look for people that need your service and can benefit from your hard work. Also, I would guide you to the Zig Ziglar water pump story where he talks about how important it is to uh, be consistent. And then once you get the flow, it's easier to keep it. Then we start from scratch. If you go to YouTube and just uh, Google Zig Ziglar water pump story, you'll see the story there. I'm also multiple cuts of a tree. I think that in probate, I'm going to give you 11 ways to do listings today. I'd recommend if you're in the business, try two or three. I've never cut a tree down in my life, to be honest. I've never even trimmed a lawn, to be perfectly frank. But when I saw, they used to be on the wide world of sports, they have a contest cutting down trees, the lumberjack contest. And the lumberjacks would cut from one side and then cut from the other. And so that's how I think about marketing. If you can attack a prospect from two or three angles, you work with a, with a personal representative, you market to the attorney, the attorney gives you the name of the personal representative, now you know who they are, Oh yeah, I called them. You called the personal representative. I was speaking to your attorney. Next thing you know, you kind of attack the chief from both sides and you knock it over. And so I would urge you to consider both ways. I also think that by working with attorneys makes me better with the personal reps and working with the personal reps makes me better with attorneys. And so that's why I would suggest you cut from both sides or all the sides, including property. We'll talk about that. There's only two things you can do to generate business. Again, these are fundamentals before we get started. One is you can invest your time or you can invest your money or both. That's it. 
So today we're not going to talk about investing any money. I'm not going to sell anything. I have nothing to sell, no coaching to sell, no data to sell, no program to come to. I'm going to share with you where if you put your time, I believe you get a return and build your business. In real estate, it's a contact business. You got to talk to a lot of people. The reason I hustle out of here when we're done today to go to that real estate event I told you about, I work hard every day. I was on the phones by 7.45 this morning. My assistant's on the call. We had a call at 8 o'clock this morning. Uh, and I'll finish at 5 here, and I'll run down from 6 to about 8 o'clock tonight. It's because in that couple hours, I'll meet you know 100 people. I'll get 15 contacts I want to do business with. It's a contact sport. you got to talk to a lot of people. So if you're on the phone, you got to talk to a lot of people. If you're doing it online, you got to talk to a lot of people. If you're in person, you got to talk to a lot of people. And it's a numbers game. you got to keep track. And so it might sound crass to talk about how many people we talk to, how many leads you have. But at the end of the day, if you want to double your business, if you double the people you talk to, that's the, that's the first step. How about 10 times who you talk to? And I'll just tell you for me to double my business from when I started to now is I didn't double everything. I 10 times that. I took Grant Cardone's 10X rule, went to his boot camp, read the book, did what he said. And Uncle G said, just 10 times. What if you set your goal 10 times higher? I fell short. I only doubled my business. Well, that's not so bad, actually. I had a good business when I started. I doubled it. And the double part was all profit. So it's a numbers game. You got to play hard those numbers. So, and the last thing is of the fundamentals before we get started is where you come from. It's your attitude where you come from helping people, you're coming from taking advantage of people. Are you getting into probate to take advantage of families who lost a loved one? Or are you coming into probate to offer to help those people? And as a result of helping people, you get paid. Okay. So you want to be the solution for all things real estate. Another reason to go to the event tonight, for me, locally, and there's other events in other areas where you guys are, is the more vendors I meet who can help me solve problems, there is more tools in my toolbox. Title is a problem, and probate is the solution. So we're looking for people with problems in title. It has to do with somebody past, somebody, some records are, are gone, and the solution is probate. I'm going to skip that part because I want to get into the, into the content. Okay, so those are fundamentals. Any questions before we start now? We're going to talk about the 11 ways to get really a listing in probate real estate. Any questions on the fundamentals I covered real fast? It's not my goal to go into them in depth, but anybody has a burning question, it's, it's in the way. And you can review this. We're, we're recording this. I'll send you a link to the recording. But it's just meant, I really meant that first part as a disclaimer to me. I don't want you to believe that you can possibly double or triple your business without your mindset being right. It starts with your mindset. But let's get into tactics. Number one, pre-probate. There are people who buy data, not of people who filed probate, but, of, but filed for people who need to get probate or offer to help them, whether it be advertisements, Facebook ads, buying pre-probate data and mailing to them, emailing to them, calling them is difficult. You can call them as normal real estate leads. I don't think you call them and say, hey, I see your dad died. You have to sell your house. But I think you can have a list of people who passed and call those houses and say, I'm a real estate agent in the area. Or I'm an investor in the area. We know people you know, sell houses. We're going to see if you might be interested in the cash offering yours today. I know a lot of investors who use this as one of the screens they use in their business on PropSteam, for example, a very common and popular software program. You can get a database and have one or two or three screens, and they'll use pre-probates as one of them. Somebody died, theoretically, the vendor's cross-referencing that somebody in that family owns, uh, somebody that, that deceased owns some real estate. So that's what pre-probates are. And the people who that is their specialty, and they know the data, they know the, the, the approaches, and there's different data sources, each area of the data is a little different. Each county is a little different, what's available, not available. That's one of the ways is pre-probate sales. Number two, probate leads marketing to the petitioner. Probate means, probate's the process by which title is transferred of assets from somebody who passed to whoever's next, the heirs. So you can, it might be, that you have somebody who passed and they have planned ahead and have an estate plan that includes something like a living trust. And the living trust says basically, hey, when I pass, everything I have goes to so-and-so or gets split between these three people. 
Now, generally, if you're married, things go to your spouse automatically. And in some states, a deed will automatically transfer to the spouse in most or all cases. And some states even uh, title the property if mom and dad pass will automatically go to the kids. But generally, because I'm speaking to a national audience, generally, if mom and dad both pass, it goes to somebody, kids, if there's kids, if there's not kids, somebody else. And if they don't have an estate plan that includes a living trust in most states, even with a will, you have to go to court to effectuate the will. You have to go to court to execute the will. The biggest misconception is that a will avoids probate. In most states, let's say 99% of the cases nationally, a will does not avoid probate. Somebody has to file probate, take the will to court, and um, get the process going, get authorized, and go through probate. And there's expensive all. So probate leads are marketing to whoever has filed the petition for probate. Somebody passed, mom or dad, and a son or daughter or some other heir gets the will, or if there's no will, says I'm the heir, follows up papers with the court in the county that they're, that's appropriate and says so-and-so passed and I'm applying for the job, I'm petitioning for the job to manage their estate. If it's in the will, that you're the person, you're called the executor. If you're not in the will, generally you're the administrator. You're asking the court to execute the will, you're the executor. Or if there's no will, you're asking the court to appoint you to administer the estate on the behalf of the decedent. And so these cases are filed in most counties. They're public records that you can go to the courthouse or you can buy the data from a data provider and contact the person who petitioned. The petitioner might be in a journey in most cases for the heir, but in other cases, it's the, the, the family themselves. Maybe they haven't yet picked an attorney or they're trying to do it without an attorney. And so this method would be either go to your courthouse or you can buy data. And on my website, laprobateexpert.com, on the right where I have probate resources, I have a list of the data providers. I think I've identified 11 or 12 nationally. Some, some, I'm in Los Angeles, we have a bunch of choices. Some counties you have one or two choices only to do some research. Some counties have none. You have to go to the courthouse to get the data. What I would ask you is if you use my website to find the data source and try it, give me the feedback. You like them or don't like them, I'll put your comments on the website. I'm looking to be a resource. I'm not selling any of it. Um, I'm looking to promote you guys being successful and finding the data in your area. So that's number two is getting the probate leads, most commonly buying the data, I think alltheleads.com is one of the popular sources. Uh, MIT Education sells, I think, US probate data. There's Probate uh, Daily, uh, which is foreclosuresdaily.com, has a probate product as well, is another one. There's a lot of them. And in, in more populous states, there's multiple choices, or more populous counties, there's more choices. In smaller counties, there's less choices. I'm in California, and you get, you get some small counties, like Tahoma County, in Northern California, where there's only a few sources. So that's one way. Now, each of these 11, you can, I could speak about for an hour, but I just want to identify the different options. And then if you have a couple of basic questions, feel free to reach out. I'm glad to cover them. But I just want to show you guys a couple of new ways you might not have, not have thought about to market for this business or that nobody else is ever going to tell you about. Okay, that's number two. Number three, probably leads marketing to attorney. Again, same concept. On the petition... Often it's the attorney. And so you could buy the leads and market to attorneys. You can market to them directly on the petition. You can market to attorneys generally using social media, using direct mail, cold calling, mm. going to their offices, going to associations. There's a whole system you can use uh, of marketing to attorneys. Um, Michael asked about the expo in the LA area. Yes, the link there is lareic.com. Okay, so there's a whole system of marketing trees. In fact, for those of you who've taken Probate Mastery, and I do have an affiliate link for Probate Mastery, great course. My coach uh, in Probate was, uh, or one of them, was uh, Chad Corbett, has an additional program called EARN, EARN Attorney Referrals Now, where they um, teach a whole system of how to market attorneys. And I, I'm one of the teachers in that class. So there's a whole system of marketing to attorneys. There's another option. For anybody in the business, 
if you're a real full-time real estate agent, full-time investor, wholesaler, been doing it for a couple of years, one thing is at least talk to attorneys you already know, like, and trust. Even if your best friend doesn't do probate, but is an attorney, you might ask him, well, do you know an attorney who does probate? Because people come to him or her, they don't do it, but they might refer it to a colleague, a friend. They go to the bar association. They might be in the same law firm. The best marketing is always people you already know, like, and trust and looking for referrals. Um, Hermes Blessing says, can I just advertise or send out my postcards to probate? You can. Generally, I wouldn't mail out in general without people I could call. And also mail is an expensive long-term return on investment, but you can. Um, something we can talk about in more detail. Let me get through the, the 11 ways and then we can talk about that in more detail. So probate leads marketing to attorneys. Number four, MLS full authority. MLS multiple listing service, full authority. Now in California, that terminology means when somebody applies for a probate in California, there's two types of authority, limited and full. Generally speaking, full means the person who has the uh, authority as executor administrator can list the property and sell it. The only caveat is they need to file a document with the court that the title companies required, not the attorneys, not the law, but the title companies will require in most cases, you follow notice of proposed action. But generally, you don't need the court to approve the sale or approve the listing. MLS full authority would be properties are in the multiple listing service that are identified as probate. And what I would say to most realtors is you should search those properties and give them a good look over. And I think when, when you call customers, that's interesting. iPhone says full is always best. I would disagree with you. I'll tell you why um, in just a second. We'll get there. <clears throat> full authority. As a real estate agent, you know, you call your clients. Hey, I see this investment property. And by the way, it's a probate. It just sounds interesting. It's people, I've got to tell you, when I go to a real estate event and I tell people I specialize in probate, I feel like I'm the prettiest girl at the prom. Like people want to know about it. And so if you know about probate and you know all the MLS full authority listings, while in general, they're not going to sell for much of a discount to regular properties, there's a little bit of a discount there. There's a little bit of knowledge you need to know because most agents just avoid probate in general. So if you're a real estate agent in particular, get the list. If you're an investor wholesaler, find a realtor work with as a partner and get the list. Number five is the opposite. There's full and limited authority. Limited authority means the court wants to approve certain actions. Most commonly, before you put the property for sale, you publicize it, at least in California and LA. And then when you're ready to sell the property, you, you have a buyer. The buyer waives contingencies. They make an offer. They go through the normal contingency period. Then they waive contingencies and raise their deposit to 10%. And then file to go to court for the court to review the contract to approve it. And among other things, the court is going to give people a chance to walk into court and overbid that contract. So imagine you sold a property for $500,000. The buyer clears contingencies, raises the deposit. Then you file to go to court, usually 35 days or so or longer in advance. So today's August 11th. You're filing, you're going to go to court on September 16th. And the judge, if they approve the paperwork, will say to you, well, is there anybody here in the courtroom that wants to pay, if your sales price is 500, they'll say, anybody want to pay 525, 500 or more and have a cashier's check for 10% of that? Now, those are the rules in California. There are similar rules in most states for court overbidding. In California, it's 5% plus $500 and you need a cashier's check at the court for 10% of the, overbid, the initial overbid. There's a lot to talk about there. I do a whole class on this topic. But when iPhone said, you think full is always best, I make a living on limited authority. Why? I represent investors by bidding on those properties because they usually sell at a discount. It's complicated to go and bid on them. It's not as easy as it sounds. Many buyers back out at the last minute. And to get them listed and sold is more complicated. So I advise attorneys and petitioners how to get there. So I'll say personally, I make more of a living on limited authority. I have a $2.3 million sale double-ended and just got confirmed last week. So what do you think I like better? Take a look at my smile. So sometimes finding the harder, and I think iPhone, I don't mean to pick on you, but sometimes as, as realtors or business people, we look for the easier way. Sometimes 
the harder way about learning how to do it is the opportunity for us. So there you go. So for a petition, I would agree with you, iPhone 3, that you want to get full authority almost always. And there's another reason why I would disagree with you. I would say that it's not always best. The difference is you might want the court to prove your sale. Imagine if you have two brothers fighting. Even if you have full authority, if you sell the property, the other brother might sue you saying, hey, you bought it, you sold it too cheap. You sold it to your friend. You bought it yourself. Even if you did everything right, they might come back a year later. But because the court approved the sale, it's on the court, not you. Right? There's a process to flush that out. Literally, on my matter, the other side was arguing, arguing that we, we sold it too cheap. And the judge said, well, are you guys going to buy it? Or do you have a buyer for it? It's been a couple months since we started. And the answer was no. Well, put up or shut up. But the court says that to them, not the client. Uh, Chris Frass, why did the 2 million sale occur so long after the probate was filed? Um, that's a complicated story. It, this, the, the, court I had, the case I did was filed in 2016. It was six years of, of um, conflict, you know, legal conflict, lawsuits. And finally, the one side who had the full authority just said, you know what? Let's, and, I, and this is what I told the attorney. It was my advice. Let's just do a limited authority sale. Let's have the court confirm it. They can't argue with the judge if we follow the rules. And there's certain rules that has to be listed. There's certain terms you have to agree to. Commission limited to 5%. There's certain rules. That if you follow those rules, you say to the judge, judge, we followed the rules. Will you please approve the, the, the sale? And like I said, the opposition side argued that we sold it too cheap. And the judge said, they followed the rules. Do you want to buy it for more? Or do you know somebody who will? And they said, no. And he said, fine, I'll confirm the sale. So it eliminated the, the uh, opportunity for um, conflict. Okay, that's number five. Let me ask you a question real quick, guys. Are you getting value out of this? Maybe some other approaches you haven't thought of before? Is this helpful? Or just, I love talking about this, but I love the topic. I got one thumbs up. Anybody else? Thumbs up. Chat box, yes, no. Yes, love it. Okay, good. Okay, good. Okay, good. And be honest, if it's no, put a no. I'm fine. I'm a big boy. I want to be helpful. URD, I don't know what that URD means. Okay, first time hearing about this. Okay, Joe, great, welcome. First time hearing about this. Okay, we'll continue. So again, and I think it's important to understand, there's multiple ways to run a business. And, and what I wanna stop here and just to say to all of you is, don't do, the biggest mistake people make in real estate is follow some coach who's selling you a hammer, who tells you the only way to make money is by hammering nails all day long. Not everybody has an extra arm to hammer nails. Not everybody can hit little nails, but you can hit big things. A sledgehammer is better. Other people have a fine point and work with screwdrivers. In real estate, you got to find what fits you, your resources, your skills, your personality, your market. What works in LA does not work in um, you know, suburban or rural areas. There's some great opportunities in those areas that are different that I can't really pursue. So I'm going to tell you this is, I want to give you the breadth of opportunity and challenge you to explore it and be creative rather than say the only way to sell houses in probate is to cold call petitions, which by the way, is just a brutal, brutal job. Okay, so Hermes says, in the probate sale, does the real estate agent pick up the probate petitioner and sell as if it's a regular lead, or do you still have to go to court and approve the sale if it's a limited authority? So um, again, limited authority, just to give a high, high overview on that one. Limited authority means that as a real estate agent, as a listing agent, we list the property, we tell buyers, hey, by the way, if you buy this property, we have to go to court to get confirmed. And one thing I do really well is explain that, i.e. this class, i.e. videos I've done. So a buyer who says, well, you know what? It's a great deal. I want the house. I'm fine with it. They waive contingencies. They raise a deposit. We follow with the court. That's why I sell my properties at about the market price. Some listing agents try to sell it cheap to double end, and they focus on their commission, and as a result, they get overbid and create more costs and problems for the client. But basically, we have a buyer, we go to court, and the court looks at the paperwork and says, everything looks fine, court sale approved, and then we close after that. That's what a limited authority sale is, looks like and supposed to look like. White Sim says, is there a hearing on every probate filing? The answer is yes. So, um, it, will every probate filing have a hearing? The answer is yes, though sometimes, if you petition the court for something and you follow all the paperwork and the court reviews it, in LA County we have probate attorneys that work for the court 
Sometimes in other states, they're called probate clerks. They look at the paperwork ahead of time. The judge will pre-approve a case or they'll recommend it for approval. So unless somebody's objecting, you, know, you might have 10 heirs, 10 brothers and sisters who, who are all fighting about something, but if they all agree to the filing of the paperwork, when it's filed to the court case, the judge will just say, since nobody showed up, it's approved. So in essence, the hearing is nothing more than a reading of the thing is approved. And then about us, how do you obtain your probate license? There is no probate license. I'm a real estate broker. Um, I don't practice law. Attorneys have to get a law license. Okay, that was number five. That got a lot of attention. Let's go to number six. Court confirmation sales. That's the other end where they're being sold. You could make a whole living. I did that. Pre-COVID, I bought about one and a half properties a month. I had investors lined up, and that was my business. There were more deals then. They are easier to get, easier to get in court to see deals. A little harder now to get in court in LA County. Might not be in your county. If I was in a county that was wide open, I'd go to court every day. I can't. I'm in LA County. They don't allow us to. Number six is, includes going to court to look for those sales. Um, number seven, courthouse farming. Again, this is what I did. This was my primary lead generation method. Pre-COVID, I went to court every day. I talked about this in the EARN program. Uh, I looked like an attorney. I put on a suit and tie, Brooks Brothers suit, white shirt, silk tie. I had a briefcase. It's a rolling briefcase like the attorneys have. I was at court. Court started at 8.30. I was there at 7.45 with a cup of coffee, staying in the main area where people walk by. Just like a real estate agent might door knock or an investor might you know, drive for dollars, I'd stand there, look good. I'm a handsome guy. And I'd see attorneys. I would see investors, wholesalers. I would see homeowners. I would see different people walk by, and I prospected for probate business. I went in the courtroom, listened to the judge talk about cases, found leads. I would contact them right then and there. So can't do that today in L.A. County because we're still locked down. L.A. It's a whole different thing. We're at the most locked up end of the spectrum. In other counties, you're more open. As I understand it, Texas, Florida, you're more back to normal. So if I was in those states, I'd be at court every day if I lived near the courthouse. Well, let me back up. And if it was me, I would be there. Now, if you're not, I'm comfortable court. I like going to court. I love the whole process. If that's not you, don't go. But I'm saying for me. Okay. Jesse says they're handsome. Jesse, you get the prize for the day. Um, thank you. Okay, number eight, living trust from consumers. I think this is the number one best and most underutilized for real estate agents. The fastest way to get business is this number eight. What do you do? So almost without fail, anybody who owns a property uh, in California, probably the country, if it's worth 500000 or more, <clears throat> have a living trust, should have, a, should have an estate plan should plan for when they're incapacitated or passed. You should have it in case you're incapacitated, in case you're in an automobile accident and go into coma, God forbid, or dementia or health problems. Who makes these decisions? Who makes decisions for your kids if you have kids? So you make all those decisions ahead of time, including what happens with your property. Now, you, I think as a real estate agent, not only should you have it, but you should be talking to your customers and make sure they have it as well. If you're gonna buy a house, you normally find out how you can hold title do you have an estate plan? If they don't, it's a good time to have that conversation. If they're past clients, you might want to learn about this and offer the service to your clients. For example, I use trustandwill.com as a service. It's an online service. It's kind of like a legal Zoom, but they focus on trusts and wills. Very inexpensive. I would say for basic starter families, it's a good package to get started. It doesn't work for complicated families, mixed families, complicated business structures, multiple pieces of property, for example. They, need a, they really need a full attorney's estate plan, for sure. But talk about that with your clients. Find out what their needs are. Be the resource that introduces them to appropriate attorneys and legal services for their needs. I think you can make a whole living just out of number eight. I'm surprised there aren't more real estate agents that do that. I know of one. But I don't, I'm surprised there aren't more because to me, if you've been a real estate agent or, or investor for 10 years, you have three or 400 clients in your database. If you just called them all and talked about it and said, hey, we're holding a seminar once a month on estate planning. I noticed you guys own your property, your names. Do you not have an estate plan? 
And I'd love to introduce you to service I think that might be a benefit for you. That's what number eight is. Number nine is same thing, but working with attorneys. Finding local attorneys that do estate planning, that need to do business development, they can't sell in most states. Attorneys aren't allowed to sell their service, but you can sell their service for them. I interview attorneys on my YouTube channel for that reason. I, I'll interview attorneys in any state. In fact, for anybody on the call, if you have an attorney that does estate planning, I'd be glad to interview them if they're outside of the Southern California area. Well, I would say anywhere. I'd be glad to interview them on my YouTube channel uh, to help promote them. And it might be a way for you to break the ice and see what that process looks like. Well, go to my YouTube channel and see the ones that I did. Do I do a seminar with estate planning attorneys? Yes. Pre-COVID, uh, I went to their events live myself. Uh, now during COVID, I register and go online myself and, and learn about what they offer. And then, and I'm up front, I tell them, I'm not, you know, I already have a plan, but I always like to learn about the subject. I talk to customers all the time about it. And I'd love to refer them to you if it's appropriate. I found one guy who had one on um, what to do with pets. Now, I'm, my wife has a dog. I'm not a dog person. I'm just not. But I know that people who are into pets, they're worried if they go, God forbid, who's going to take care of Bowser the dog? And there is a process that you can do to take care of dogs or animals or whatever. And people in my customers would appreciate the knowledge. So I learned it so I could share with my customers. Um, the, the website for trust for state planning is trustandwill.com. Trustandwill.com. Um, and I'm trying to get them back on my uh, YouTube channel, uh, on this call actually, but they're a little busy for me. So um, I had them on about a year ago. Do you do seminars with estate planning attorneys? Yes, I think I answered that question also. Oh, well, this is get recorded. Yes, this is recorded. If you're registered, you'll get an email with a link to the recording. But all of my, uh, my YouTube channel is Bill Gross EXP. So if you just go to youtube.com slash Bill Gross EXP, you'll see all my YouTube stuff, including episodes for Probate Weekly. Okay, number, that's number nine. Right, two more to go. Number 10, serve influence referrals. This is more for real estate agents. If you've been in business for five, 10 years, you're making a living, the number one way, if you're not gonna talk to them about estate planning, is just tell them that you become an expert in probate. Get certified in probate. Learn about something about probate that you can share with your customers. And as a result of that, they need somebody who can help them with their business. Now, I have agents who call me and ask me to co-list with them because they have a, a client, it's a complicated case, it's being litigated and they don't feel comfortable doing it on their own. And I'm glad to share with you, and I'll do all the probate work and you handle the customer and the property. Or do it yourself, fine too. But number 10 is call your database and give them valuable information regarding probate. Like this call, I'm sure if you paid attention to this call, you got one or two or three things you could share with your client list that they would think, wow, thank you for sharing that with me. And um, uh, as a result, if they know some of you passes, they'll call you to help them. Number 11 is networking. <clears throat> the biggest mistake real estate agents make, in my experience, is they don't pick a niche. As a result, when I go to a networking event, the classic is, and you know, we'll all be asked to introduce ourselves, there's always a real to say, well, I specialize in first-time home buyers, investment properties, single-family, luxury, townhomes, con condos, beach property, industrial, commercial, and bridges. I'm exaggerating. But they'll name off like five things they specialize in. You look on the website, it'll say five things they specialize in that aren't related. Big mistake. Because if you try to get people's attention with everything, they're going to remember nothing. When I go to events, I always tell them I'm the probate expert in Los Angeles. I focus on probate real estate. Number one, many people don't know what that means. They want to come up and talk to me. That's great. Number two, if they think of probate, they're going to think of me. So you have to have a niche that you focus it. it. Could be probate, could be estate planning, could be trusts, could be succession real estate, it could be whatever works for you. But when you network, the, one of the best ways to generate business is to network. And if you have a niche, you can effectively meet people. And again, we talked in the beginning about it's a contact sport and a numbers game. You gotta network with people. You might network with attorneys that do probate. You might network though with financial planners might network with other accountants, other professionals deal with estates and plans and, and these things, legal document uh, people, uh, notaries, 
Um, all these different people's, you know, uh, nursing home, uh, uh, adult living, uh, in-home care services, all those different people. I met one real estate agent who all she did, her best friend worked in a um, uh, uh, adult, adult care facility, <clears throat> gave her a couple listings. Well, I said to her, well, let me ask you, who's the company? Oh, they have like 12 properties. Well, how many does your friend handle? Well, she just handles the one. So what you're saying is she has 11 colleagues at the other properties. Yes. Have you met them? Have you asked her for their names and numbers? Why don't you call them? Why don't you go and meet them? Why don't you bring them cookies or pizza or flowers or coffee or something? Right? So networking, once you find somebody who has an angle and once you have a unique angle. So imagine if you were that person, if your friend worked at a adult care facility and they're one of 12 facilities, you, you learn. I just interviewed a guy who does that for my YouTube channel, you learn the specific challenges they have so you can be of value to them. Because it's not about, well, give me a listing. It's about, well, do you have families that have questions about what their options are? Questions about how quick it, can, it would take to sell a property. You know, if, if mom and dad are incapacitated, it's very difficult. You can't now create a living trust. They're already incapacitated. So what do you do? That's called a conservatorship. Very complicated. Maybe they are still in capacity. Let's get it done right away. I know some people drive out today and get a living, at least a estate plan done right away signed. You can always approve it, but let's get it done right away. So once you learn somebody's niche, you can become an expert in that, you know, that niche niche. And that's the goal. And that's what I try to do with attorneys, be of value to them. But that's me. You need to find you. I do me, you do you. And let's do it together and help each other. Okay, so those are the 11 I came up with. So my question is, do you have one I left off? Or do you know of one I've left off? This may actually get business from. You can build a business on. Let me know. Put in the chat box, call me, text me, email me. I'm always looking for more ways to make money in this business. Right? You can do it by building a team, which I've done, uh, and, and continue to do. You can do it, but there's a lot of other things you can do. Building a coaching company, building you know, uh, affiliate income. But in terms of the basic business, Probate is a huge market, and, and the way I think of it, really, to be honest, at the end of the day, I gave you 11 ways. To be honest, the way I think of it is, all probate is, is normal real estate with some complications. And while most people are weak and see complications and try to avoid them, looking for the easier way, I see complications and say, hey, if I can solve that puzzle, I get paid. If I can help the customers solve that puzzle, they get what they want, and I get paid. That's how I get my value. And so when people call me and ask me why well, I cut my commission, I say, well, no. If you need an agent, there's a million in Los Angeles, and they'll all cut their commission to the bone because they're desperate for your business. If you need a probate expert, I'll help you get this done. And I'm not charging extra. I'm charging my full fee, though. And the reason why I get paid what I do, the reason why I've been literally an expert witness in probate cases in court is because I'm an expert in that. When you have the expertise, it changes your relationship with your customers, your prospects. So those are my 11 ways to get a listing in probate real estate. And I, and I understand each one of those has multiple facets underneath them. But my challenge for each of you is to find the best one for you and find two or three, a primary one and a second or third one, that would help you build a sustainable and growing business. Then you could add one in every 90 days, once a year, to add to your business. Okay, so I ran through a lot of that real fast. This is recorded. If you've, uh, if you've uh, registered, you'll get an email with a link to it. We go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash billgrossexp. There's a, there's a playlist there for probate weekly episodes. Or you can go to probateweeklyepisodes.com, and you'll see it there. So definitely, that's an option. So questions. I've talked fast, covered a lot today. Appreciate you guys being on today. Who's got a question for me? See some yeses. Oh, Facebook user said I'm handsome and charming. Thank you. Whoever's on Facebook, I appreciate that. I'm very insecure and I need that feedback. Anybody have questions? Raise your hand. Unmute yourself. I'm going to let you guys unmute, I think, as well. How about networking with financial insurance industry? Love it. Life insurance agents, love it. Mortgage protection, love it. Robin, I love that. Uh, Robin, where do you do business? Again, I know we've talked before, but, but forgive me for not remembering. Where do you do business? Robin Fruth is EXP A1. You're, you're in Southern California. Robin, 
You live in Southern California. You could, Glendora, you could spend the rest of your life and not reach all the financial planners and life insurance people and talk about probate for the rest of your life and never get to them all. Absolutely. I just interviewed one in uh, West Covina. Um, and great gal. Uh, so I interview with them. Again, I try to use as many of those 11 ways as I can, but I'm not going deep on those others. Um, that's not my strategy. But I would say for you, if that, re- you know, and Robin, you asked the question, so I would say come back to you. What about that area appeals to you? Do you used to work in life insurance? Are you a life insurance agent? Is your husband or wife, your spouse, a life insurance agent, your kid insurance agent? What unique entry do you have to that market? And what value can you bring them? And literally, you could make a living just ca- talking to financial planners, life insurance agents, wealth management people, 100%. 100%. In fact, my son-in-law works for one of the um, bigger regional um, financial planning companies or wealth management companies in Santa Monica, um, Gerber Kawasaki. Ross Gerber is on CNBC a lot. My son-in-law runs the tax department there. And they have a deal with trustandwill.com because they have so many clients that need estate plans. They bring in trustandwill.com to help their clients. Well, if I had more time to go out there and market them, I certainly would stop by and see them and drop off food and try to meet those um, wealth management people to pitch them on my favorite estate planning attorneys who are in their area. Because if they use them, they get better service, and then my attorney obviously will work for me some business. So Robin says Corona and Riverside. Again, Robin, you could do business the rest of your life in Corona or Riverside or Glendora just calling wealth management financial planners uh, and life insurance people. You would never get through all of them, and you could make a huge business. Um, Anna says, do I have a handbook or questions when, to ask when cold calling? So, Anna, I would ask you, who are you cold calling? And Robin's certified. Very nice. And your life insurance. There you go, Robin. So you know we're life insurance agents. So definitely. Um, Anna, if you want to unmute yourself, I'd be glad to chat with you a little bit. Let's see if I can get you to unmute and bring you in here. Thank you so much for this class. This information is pretty amazing. Um, I was thinking about call calling maybe attorneys um, because I wouldn't even know what questions to start with and even with the petitioners because it is a pretty um, sensitive subject when you do make that phone call. So it's like, okay, where do you start? Well, hold on a second. Says who? Why is it a sensitive subject? I mean, it's death. Have you, do you know that to be true or you assume that's true? I mean, I know it to be true. Because you've called petitioners and they were sensitive? No. Oh, no, not in that case. No, no. So I'm going to tell you, so not. Assume. Let me tell you, whoever filed the petition is over it enough to get the death cert, fill out the paperwork, and file it with the county, pay the fee, or go to an attorney and get that done. They're not sitting at home crying in bed all day. They at least got that much done. Like they're ready and they're doing it for a reason. Why would they pay? In LA County, you got to pay $347 to file, not to count, not even counting the attorney, not even counting the publication. So writing checks and filling up paperwork for a reason. Usually they want to sell a property, right? Mm-hmm. So they're over it enough to get started. You follow me? So just be careful. I, and I don't mean to argue with you. I just want to challenge no, your good. assumption that maybe they're not so. As far as cold calling, generally I wouldn't cold call attorneys. Now I do know two people who cold call attorneys to make a living. One in Northern California who started this 20 years ago. Number two, a guy here in Southern California who's a great cold caller and got through it. Generally, cold calling attorneys is going to be difficult. I would much encourage you to find some connection, some way to connect with attorneys rather than cold call. Networking, um, going to events, um, calling people you know already who have attorneys. Uh, Anna, how many, are you a real estate agent or investor? What do you do? Real estate agent. Where, are you, where do you do business? Georgia. What part of Georgia? I'm in Paulding County, Cobb mm-hmm. County. So it's West Georgia. West Georgia, okay. So, but you're mm-hmm. west of Atlanta. So what I would say is, um, uh, hmm, where was I going with that? Um, I wouldn't call call attorneys. I, I, I don't think that's the right approach. I think you can market attorneys. Oh, I'm sorry, real estate agent. How long have you been in the business? 
about 10 years. 10 years in the business. How many people in your database? I suck at my database. Well, that's the problem. <laughs> You're not going to solve that problem by cold calling attorneys. Mm. But here's what I would do is I would recreate my database. I interviewed a guy today on my, from my YouTube channel, um, Frank Klesitz from getviral.com, a master marketer. In our conversation, he'll cover a few minutes worth of how to get your database together. On their website, he goes into detail on it, getviral.com. You got to get your database together. But here's the thing. My guess is you've been in business 10 years. Are you full-time real estate agent? Full-time. This is for all of you on the phone who are real estate agents. Uh, Jess, I see your hands up. I'll get right to you. Um, you all have a database of people. Why would you ever cold call? You already have 300 people or more who know you, like you, and trust you. True or false? True. Why don't you just call them? And here's the thing. They either have an estate plan or they don't. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a partner in uh, Athens, Georgia, on my team. So I know a little bit about Georgia law. You guys pretty much need probate if you have a property that's worth half a million dollars or more, for sure. What if you call every client you ever talked to and said, I'm curious, I've been learning about probate, learning about estate planning. Do you have an estate plan? The answer is yes or no. Those who the answer is no, talk to them about how they can get one cheap, trustandwill.com. Or if they're more complicated, find a great estate planner in your area to refer them to. If the answer is yes, find out who it is. Were you happy with them? Yes. Oh, great. You know, I'm always looking for great estate planning attorneys. My clients would be okay if I called that attorney and did business with them. And what are they going to say? Of course, they're going to say yes. Now you call the attorney, not asking for referrals. Mm-hmm. Mr. and Mrs. Attorney, I was just talking to our mutual client, Joe and Mary Smith. They say you're the bomb when it comes to estate planning. I'm a real estate agent. As you know, I talk to people every day. Are you still doing estate planning services? Oh, yeah, I still am. That'd be great. So instead of a cold call, you you know this attorney because you sold a house or you almost sold a house or you're trying to sell a house to their client. Do you follow me on that? If you just call the people you already know, you would never have a chance to cold call attorneys. I always tell people, start with that. Call me when you're done. Because if you just did that, you'll never call me again. You'd be so busy with business, you wouldn't know what to do. I promise you. Okay? Okay, you're muted. I see you, and you got some people there. So, okay, good. Thank you, Mercedes. Appreciate it. Hope I wasn't too hard on you. Is this helpful? Good. Thanks. Okay, Jess, unmute yourself, and how can we help you? You're, you're muted still, I think. You're still muted. Unmute. There, there you go. Okay, good. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay. Thank you for this great information, Bill. Thank you. Really great. Thank you. Um, I'm usually here, not every week, but when I can and kind of in the background. But um, I have my real estate. I'm in Florida. I have my real estate license. But what part of Florida? I, um, I'm right in the middle, Sebring, Florida. Uh-huh. Right. Um, so I have my license, real estate license, but I am more of an investor. Right. And so I'm more interested in finding the, um, I guess, the heirs before it goes to probate. Okay. Uh, any suggestions on how to do that? Yeah. So what, before it goes to probate, by definition, is pre-probate. Okay. Pre-probate. But I think in your case, you don't really care. You just want to avoid going to court for confirmation, right? Right. So right. also you can do probates that don't need court confirmation. And so what I'd recommend, look, if you're an investor, when somebody says they're an investor, there's two types of investors. There's the, I made most of the money in my life and I'm just sitting back kind of clipping coupons and I'll buy something once in a while. That's the risk. There's other people whose business is investing in real estate. They buy, they flip, right. trying to build a portfolio. Right. So if you're the latter, I would say you, you could market, whatever you're doing, you could add in pre-probates to whatever you're doing. You, you do, right. We do now, distressed properties or whatever it is you do. You could mm-hmm. add postcards to the, to the pre-probates. You also mm-hmm. could empower a real estate agent to work with. I think I work with a lot of um, investors. So mm-hmm. if you're not actively going to list the property, if you say, well, I'm never going to list other my own properties, why not market with a partner who's a real estate agent or market with an investor or wholesaler who's, who's going to market to the pre-probates and or the probates too. Mm-hmm. So I would say the best, if you're an investor, mm-hmm. in my experience, you have to look at 100 deals for every one you're going to buy. And right. I need to run the numbers on 100. 
And the right. market got tougher now, so maybe it's 150. Right. So you want deal flow. And one way to get deal flow is to work with people who have deals. And if you were like the center of attention, that's what I've done. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to invest here in LA other than lipstick flips. So for me, I can't right. really do that anymore. But I used to get some you know, wholesalers and they'd be out looking at properties and I would pick off one or two for myself to buy. Mm-hmm. Does that help a little bit? Yes, thank you. Thank what company you with, Jesse, in Sebring, Florida? Uh, Charles Ruttenberg. Okay. It's so, a pretty, um, pretty big company in Florida. Okay. Well, yeah. I would say you know, get, get other realtors who, you, know, you can do what I've done, which is empower other realtors to build their business in probate. Invite them to this call, for example, and just say, I'm an investor, I'll buy probates you know, off market or whatever your criteria is. You know what? That's a great idea because I'm part of the Facebook group for the Charles Ruttenberg Realtors. And yeah. I think that's I think that's a great way to do it. Um, but then also to find, I really, as an investor, I really want to find the probate, um, the families, like the heirs, before it goes to probate and deal and buy directly from the heirs. I've done that before. And they were going to let it go to uh, for t- back taxes and back HOA, and right. they didn't have the money to to do the probate and to pay all that. And they were just going to let it go. And I I just found the house by driving around, seeing that the grass was grown up, and then realized that it was still in the uh, deceased name, and um, they were going to let it go. So I was able to help them um, to pay for the probate and pray pay for the back taxes and um and then get them some money which they wouldn't have had so that's I think it's great really, yeah you also might want to see which attorneys are marketing to those same people for probate business okay so you, how would you know that by um you'll see facebook ads come to you from those attorneys also google search okay. probate mm-hmm. sebring or whatever the cities there are mm-hmm. those attorneys you'll see the ads that means they're paying money to get probate leads you might talk to them about Helping them with lead conversion. You know, if you call the same leads, I'll call them as well. If they need a probate, I'll bring it to you. If they don't need a probate, you advise them not to. If you don't have the money, maybe you advance the money. Uh, something called yeah. gator lending that I do, where you um, can advance them an inheritance money to pay for the attorney's fees. So yeah. there's different strategies that you can work with attorneys. So hopefully yeah. that'll help you. Great. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Jesse. Thank you so much. Great talking to you. Okay, you I've got a question here. Let me go through some questions real fast. White Simpson, how many attorneys are I concentrating on? I don't know how to answer that, you know, uh, more every day, um, always looking for good ones, but I'd rather work with attorneys that I know, like, and trust and know, like, and trust me than strangers. So I'm not cold calling attorneys, but I'm trying to develop relations with them, uh, but I cast a wide net with our marketing. Christopher says in LA County is it 435 to follow probate. I thought it's 347, but it's something in that range. And then you have to pay to um, publicize the probate filing and then everything else. D. Roxanne Ferguson says I'm in New York City. Uh, I love New York. Uh, having difficulty figuring out how to get started here. I spoke with the attorney, but he wasn't sure how I can. Uh, you know, pick one of those 11 methods and get started. I would say uh, the, the records I know are available. Depending on what county you're in, um, you might want to check with a data source to buy the data. You might go to the, I think they call that the orphan's court in New York, if I remember correctly, um, is, the, is the term they use. Um, but um, it's the same court where the probates are handled. Um, you might talk to an investor wholesaler. So um, I've, I, I can't say I've worked with much, but I do know a probate attorney. So if, if you want to email me, I may I can make a connection for you. Uh, and Roxanne, I don't know if you're if you're an investor or wholesaler or realtor, but again, I would everything we talk about today is start one of those eleven tools that work well for you and work that hard, and you'll get some business. Okay, hey, we're past the hour here, so I'm going to have to wrap up. Um, appreciate you guys so much. If you're in the LA area, love to have you come and meet up at the LAREIC.com um, Vendor Expo. It's going to start in about an hour. Uh, it's in Culver City on Motor Avenue, Culver City area, it's really West LA at the Iman Muslim Center, which is interesting because I'm Jewish and I go to the Muslim Center once a month. That's how good the event is. I don't go out to events after hours. Uh, I don't have to. I work hard all day long, but this is the one event I go to every month. There'll be about 250 people. Great program. Joe Arias is a speaker tonight on flipping and fixing flips. And there's a real estate vendor expo beforehand starting at six o'clock, about 50 vendor tables, inspectors, I, people I've met and made money from by going there in person and learning how to do business. It's free. 
Hope you can make it there, L-A-R-E-I-C.com. If not, this is probably weekly. We do it every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. You can see the back uh, episodes at um, uh, on youtube.com slash billgrossexp. If you're registered, you'll get an, a link to it. In the show notes, I have some of the other things I mentioned today. Thank you all so much for being on the call. I appreciate you.